Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. You're on. Okay. I, I had to... I, <laughs> I always have to double check. I think I know what I'm doing, but then I say, oh, Trey, good afternoon. You're over talking and nothing, we're not hearing you. So, uh, man, always good to be able to do it face-to-face. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's always good to be able to do it face-to-face. Mm-hmm. What have you learned today? Did anything stick out Yeah, today? well, Hugh Freeze didn't try to redefine the word integrity <laughs> the last time. <laughs> The last time we saw him here, I, I remember sitting like right in the front row, and he was like trying to come up with a new in de- definition for it. Um, I thought his story was pretty interesting, though. You know, it's it's it is kind of interesting that in the last few months, Arkansas or the SEC has hired Bobby Petrino, Hugh Freeze, Chris Beard. You know, kind of a uh, an interesting lot of guys that have you know a bit of a checkered past. Uh, but it was interesting seeing him. Um, you know, Zach Arnett, I, I thought Zach Arnett handled things pretty well today. A lot of times you get a rookie head coach uh, in front of all those media people, and, you know, they're a little starstruck. I can remember Kevin Sumlin the first time he came here. He just kind of – you could sense the nervousness in his voice. I didn't think we saw that from Arnett. So, um, and, of course, Kirby. Uh, I missed Kirby in the main room today, but I'm sure he, you know, knocked it out of the park. So, um, you know, I'm – I don't know if you got your email for the uh, to select all SEC teams and order a finish and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think uh, I, I have not seen received. it yet. Usually we get that, you know, right off the bat, but uh, it's a new venue, so maybe uh, just a little bit different procedure with that. All right, let me see. New met? Nope. Uh, I, if this is up to date, no, mm-hmm. I have not. And I I can't remember who said, or maybe it was uh, Commissioner Sankey. Mm-hmm. Who said you'll be getting the ballot tomorrow? Yeah. I don't think he specified. But usually we already have it. Yeah, you know? usually got so. it right off. Yeah, like you're talking about right from the very beginning. Um, Kirby, it's amazing. In some regards, he's starting to get a little bit of Saban in the fact he went back-to-back championships, mm-hmm. and I can get just a little bit cocky and um, – uh, not just necessarily blow off a question, mm-hmm. but um, you could tell this was in the electronic media room that there's a little bit of edge he's carrying. Mm-hmm. I know he's tired of talking about it. I'm sure the Georgia writers are wearing him out about all the speeding mm-hmm. issues. I mean, the speeding was involved in that, that tragic fatal accident that they had yeah so i know he has to be getting tired of that Mm -hmm. he used discipline um discipline culture i think he threw those out three or four times Mm -hmm. just in that short amount of time we had him in the electronic media room i feel like everybody's got something they're dodging (laughs) sure uh with uh with carby smart with that issue and uh Eli Drinkwitz, for some reason, didn't want to talk about AI in college football. <laughs> he said, I have no opinion on that. It's kind of an interesting question. But, um, you know, he Freeze, I felt like, took everything today. He did, it's not like he was, you know, getting a whole lot of questions about the past, but a little bit. Uh, I think Bob asked him, you know, if he'd ever thought that he would be on this stage again after what happened at Ole Miss. And, you know, he kind of said after things ended at Ole Miss, not like how they ended. 
Uh, but, uh, you yeah, know, I thought that was a pretty interesting response. And, uh, yeah, everybody's got something that they don't want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting you say that because we sometimes forget that that is, that is the case. Uh, one of the things that uh, Hugh Freeze was talking about in, his, uh, in the electronic room was the path that, and the question was, uh, what every program you've been to in the first year, mm-hmm. you really raised you know, the level of play, the number of victories, and so forth and so on. Started with Arkansas State, went on to win the Sun Belt, 10 games or whatever it was, and then he went from there to Ole Miss, and then from there to Liberty. He said when we first got to Liberty, I didn't think we'd win three games, mm-hmm. and we won eight. And he said, and it was almost like, Trey, he caught himself. You know, coaches sometimes, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But I bet more times than not, they've got a little short list they keep in their drawer of schools of interest if they get the call. Because mm-hmm. he quickly says, oh, I was very, very happy where I was at Liberty. And uh, my wife and I were talking about one night, you know, uh, this was after, I don't know, 30 days after the season was over, whatever mm-hmm. it was. And obviously Auburn was one of those schools that he was yep. interested in. Uh, if they if they made the call, so yeah, it's kind of interesting to listen to these guys. Mm-hmm. Like you say, they've all got something. I think he, my point was, he had a list. He just yeah. didn't want to admit that he had a list because he was so so happy at Liberty. It probably includes a dozen schools in the SEC at least. Yeah. Also, uh, there's a reason everybody wants to come to the SEC. It's the it's the biggest and the best conference. It's um, you know you, you hear it's interesting because I've got. Um, some people, you know, 24-7 Sports Network that I talked to from the Texas site. Um, and there's a lot of Texas people here. They were, you know, there's, Texas isn't here, but they just kind of want to get a feel, I guess, uh, kick things off. And uh, the, to hear them talk about the difference in Big 12 media days versus what we have here. And 24-7 Sports is located here, and those guys go to Big 10 media days and Pac-12. And it's just, it's not, it doesn't compare to what the SEC puts on. And uh that's true in just about every event, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever. Uh, in in this case, SEC media days, and uh, of course, it's it's where every coach wants to end up. You know, I mean, I, Brett Bielma wanted to come test his medal in the SEC. Uh, players that you know enter the transfer portal, huge destination is the SEC. So uh, yeah, it's no surprise that he wanted to come back. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer, right? I mean, coaches say stuff all the time, but. You're at Liberty, and you have an opportunity to coach at Auburn. It's sure, yeah. Aeneas, I think that's his name, Smith, the receiver for Texas A&M. I didn't realize he was a Texas native. Chose LSU. He was asked about uh, Texas coming into the conference next year. He said, "I love it." Mm-hmm. He said, "You know, we want to play Texas." But then he turned around and said, "And I was one of those who didn't believe." That A&M would benefit so greatly mm-hmm. um, of the with the SEC connection when it came to recruiting. Well, as it turns out, he says Smith said, "Well, because all of the kids in Texas want to play in the SEC, now they're going to be offered that opportunity." Granted, Texas can't sign them all, mm-hmm. but we thought Texas A&M couldn't sign them all. So, um, wow, that that may. Uh, it's just like Selmer uh, Bridges the other day. Uh, is it Selmar or S- Selmer? 
I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, Arkansas beat TCU in Texas for him. Oh, which, Selman Bridges. Yeah. Uh, uh, are you saying is that? Yeah, I think you're saying that right. Selmon, I think, is how you say it. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, Arkansas won a recruiting battle mm-hmm. against Texas. Yeah. And that young man had to know that Texas was going to be coming into the SEC. Yeah. So. Well, that's – that's Marcus Woodson, Darren Wilson, Travis Williams, Sam Pittman, of course. You know, the, um, the landscape has changed in recruiting and stuff. You know, the, we talked about the you know the prospect from Louisiana yesterday a little bit, and that would certainly be a landmark deal if they could get a guy that that LSU, LSU desperately wants. wants. Yeah, we see Arkansas take kids every now and then that Texas wants. It doesn't happen often uh, from the state of Texas, but uh, it happens on occasion, and it feels like it's helped happening a little bit more. I mean, they've got two top 100 prospects out of the state of Texas already. Wow. All right, let's talk with uh, Charlie. Charlie, good afternoon. you got a question or comment for Trey. Yeah, a couple of things. How you guys doing, by the way? Great. Y'all Thank you, me? Charlie. Yes, sir. Uh, well, Trey, I was thinking, you, you were talking about the SEC. And, you know, I've always been SEC biased, but now with baseball, basketball, and I think baseball, you could even argue that it might be the best. I mean, as good as it is. I mean, if you think about it, but there's just so many. It's not biased anymore. It's just facts. And so I laugh at people that uh, continue to make those statements to say the SEC people is just biased, blah, blah, blah. They think they're the best at everything. Well, we are. So that's just the way it is. I hate it for them. Hope they could, you know, if they want to cry a little bit more, that's fine. I mean, Heck, if I was a professional water boy, I would, I would, I would love to be in the SEC. I take that job all day long. I mean, it's the SEC. My my thing is though, I was thinking about that stretch. Obviously, that four game brutal stretch. I already, I'm only 30, Trey, and I got a few gray hairs. And I, I was every time I think about it, a few more gray hairs grow over there. So I was thinking to myself, you know, that stretch is crazy to me. If we were to somehow come out of that stretch two and two, I might jump up, do a cartwheel, mm-hmm. do a flip somehow. Yeah. And just seriously, I mean, I don't mean that disrespectfully to Arkansas. I just mean how no, tough you're that right. stretch is. You're right. Yeah, go ahead, guys. I'm sorry. No, you're exactly right. Two and two out of that stretch, that'd be terrific. If Arkansas has if Arkansas has the ability to go two and two out of that stretch, they thank you, Charlie. They might be a ten-win team. Yeah, they might that's, win, that's what I'm thinking. Be that caliber of team. So. Yeah, I agree. It kind of Nine feels like that's least. a ceiling <laughs> for yeah, that stretch. Right. But but you know, Trey, we've talked about that stretch quite a bit, and mm-hmm. as it kind of came to me this morning uh, when I was with Basil and Randy was on there too, that when you look at that four-game stretch, it starts with LSU and it ends with Alabama. Mm-hmm. Which and those are unlikely. You could win either one, but it's unlikely. That makes A and M and Ole Miss humongous games Huge. for Arkansas. Yes, it does. And we've seen them go to to Baton Rouge before and, and pull yes. off some wins. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it, the the bookends of, of Alabama and LSU to to start, to finish and start that uh, is really tough. And you know, I was looking at LSU's schedule. LSU has a tough. Uh, four-game stretch right out of the gate also. Their only home game out of their first four SEC games uh, is Arkansas. You know, they start off. <laughs> wow. on and, and these are more attainable games. I mean, you're going to Starkville and you're going to Columbia, Missouri, and I think uh, I'm spacing on the other team that they play, but I just remember thinking they're all winnable games on the road, but they're still SEC road games, and that's difficult under any circumstance. 
Let's talk with uh, Steve. Steve, good at Never mind. Okay, this is uh, LSU. They start with Florida State, Grambling, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Missouri, Ole Miss. Auburn, yeah. mm-hmm. Army. Get a week off, Alabama, Florida, Georgia State, then Texas A&M. Yeah, their last final stretch, it's kind of not, uh, you know, too dissimilar from Arkansas. They they finish, I think, most of their games at the end of the season are, are at home. So uh, they've got a tough stretch in the middle of the year, starting off SEC play and then uh, a lot of home games. They, get they do play at Alabama, though. They do play yes. at Alabama. But you're right. Tuscaloosa, yep. Auburn, Florida, and A&M are all home games, so three of their last four are at home. Yeah. LSU, what, what week is LSU-Alabama? November 4th. So in November, you've got a couple of really key matchups on both sides. You've got LSU-Alabama. You've got Georgia-Tennessee that could decide uh, the division on both those sides. You know, Trey, you mentioned this yesterday, and I didn't say anything to interrupt when you were talking, but I'm with you. Winning three in a row is just almost impossible. I think everybody picking Georgia, Georgia this year, uh, I just I just have a hunch they will not win. What do you think? Well, they almost got gotten last year. I mean, yeah. they they made I mean, they dominated the SEC championship game, but the the semifinal was <laughs> I mean, that was a shootout. So, uh, it takes a little luck in college football. You know, I'm always reminded of, you know, Tennessee in 98 and you know, with, with what happened with Clint and, you know, tripping over Brandon Burlesworth and, mm. and losing that ball. But even before that, there was, when they played Syracuse early in the year, I just remember a pass interference call against Syracuse that put Tennessee in field goal range mm. to kick the game-winning field goal. And, you know, otherwise they wouldn't have been in the national championship game. There's all kinds of things like that that happen. Uh, you know, as much as I love Michael Jordan, there's a play where he steps out of bounds in a critical game, I think, against uh, – I think against uh, the Pacers where he stepped out of bounds and, you know, it wasn't called. But if it had been, it would have changed the whole history, you know. We, uh, you so know, you got to get hey, a little lucky here and there. Nebraska won a national championship one year by scoring the game-winning touchdown on a fifth down play against Missouri. Yeah. I mean, during, that wasn't the national championship game, but they had to win that game to get there, and they mm-hmm. scored on fifth down. Yeah, I think Colorado No replay then. No Colorado replay then. Yeah. They had like nine plays. Yeah, they had something like that, the fifth down. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It, uh, oh, I meant to ask you uh, where Arkansas now stands in the recruiting rankings after this past weekend. They are 15th according 15th. to 24-7 sports, and then they're 17th according to the 24-7 sports composite. 24-7 has uh, Courtney Crutchfield ranked significantly higher. I mean, he's a four-star, I think, on a couple other services, but he's, you know, 61 nationally. Um, Selman Bridges is 50th on 24-7, and I think he's maybe closer to, like, 70th on the composite. So 24-7 sports is a little higher on Arkansas's commitments than other places. I mean, they still have them, you know, highly ranked and stuff, but uh, I think that's the reason. But as I mentioned, the only team, Arkansas only has 16 commitments, so they're a little bit behind some of the other schools in that regard. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to jump into the top ten or anything like that, but I do think it's notable that Alabama is the only program ranked ahead of Arkansas in that top 17, if you will, that has fewer commitments than Arkansas has. When you look at what is remaining, what do you kind of project then for the end of the the ranking period? 
Um, you know, they need to hit linebacker. Uh, a couple more offensive linemen I think would be ideal. And that's almost it, Randy. I mean, you know, you might be talking about best available. I think they're in good shape at wide receiver. I think they're in really good shape in the secondary now. Uh, get another linebacker or two, you know. Uh, Wyatt Simmons obviously would be highly coveted. Uh, you know, defensive tackle I think would probably be uh, ideal uh, also since Deion Stutz, you know, he, uh, after he passed away. And, I mean, after you really just have to look at recruiting now as we're going to go out and try to hit every position and not so much worry about needs because you can address needs so so easily in the transfer in portal. The portal. Yep. Uh, you know, we talked all the time about, you know, what's the formula for Arkansas, and I really think a 2010 model for Arkansas is, is ideal. You can recruit in the high school ranks. I think there's NIL opportunities that can help you, um, you know, not so much offering NIL because you can't do that, but just the opportunity. You have to phrase it a certain way, right? <laughs> I mean, just the opportunity uh, to have certain NIL deals as a possibility, um, I think changes things for Arkansas. And, uh, I mean, that's one of the big things. You ask Sam Pittman, it's not so much people, you know, facilities used to be number one and, you know, location used to be, you know, right up there too. Uh, now NIL opportunities are a big deal. So that changes the landscape for Arkansas in a positive way. And then, uh, you know, this, the transfer portal. Those guys have been through the recruiting process. process. They uh, understand that maybe just going to the home state school isn't the answer. Um, and they have a different outlook. And there's Arkansas, a great place to be, um, a place with opportunities a lot of times for playing time. And so I think those aspects really, you know, kind of change the, the outlook for Arkansas. And maybe can be something – I mean, because we talked about this yesterday, Arkansas has a population problem overall. Um, Fayetteville's a little bit more remote from the top talent, and, you know, it's not a huge state. And even per capita, Mississippi's a similar-sized state. It produces way more talent than Arkansas does per capita. So those are some issues that Arkansas runs into. Um, But also, I mean, I think they're doing a great job recruiting SEC areas, Mississippi, Ole Miss, Georgia. Georgia. They've been they've been doing wow. well in Georgia, but just more recently, it's like Alabama. You're just seeing a lot of guys out of there, Mississippi. Um, so I think that's really positive. I thought Danny West put it to me great. He goes, where do where do most great SEC players come from? SEC states, and uh, so I, I like what Arkansas is doing in that regard. Well, when you look at the overall picture, uh, I think we're also going to have to reevaluate Trey if that twenty number. Mm-hmm. Uh, of incoming freshmen is is the number, and then the ten is the other number, transfer portal, whatever it may be. But I think now we got to start looking at the turnover rate that's with that incoming class. How mm-hmm. many are going to be so upset, or however you want to label it, unhappy after year number one they didn't get what they expected from a playing yeah. uh, opportunity? Well, now you only recruit guys that you're sure about. That you, I mean, you don't. You don't take flyers. I mean, it's just like you get go out and get studs, kind of like Eric Musselman has adopted in basketball, maybe to a higher level, but same kind of deal. Same kind of deal. All right, Trey, we will yep. talk with you tomorrow. This is Trey Beattie of Hall.